When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When it comes to radio, AMP hits different. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. From hip-hop to house music to heavy metal, discover new-to-you tracks and playlists made by music lovers who know what's good. And that includes you. Jump in the chat or call in to share your taste and add your own picks to the mix. Download AMP, that's A-M-P, for free in the App Store or go to onamp.com. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. Before we get into today's episode where Dave Quinn and I will be discussing basically everything that's going on in the Housewives Cinematic Universe... I want to remind everybody that I will be posting a community post over on the dip.com and the hot up the mess community. I have a confession and it is, it involves Louie and I need everyone to go look at it. I need your thoughts, comments, concerns, wellness checks, because I, guys, I, I am feeling things. And I know, I know that that scroll was a lot. Dave and I will get into that, but I, I have to come clean. So make sure to go check that out and use code GUAC, G-U-A-C, to get 90% off the dip.com. Today, I have one of my favorite people on the planet, my bestie. He's also a New York Times bestselling author. He's the father of Cashew, Dave Quinn. Hi. Hello. I, you know, I really appreciate being uh, introduced as the father of Cashew. Uh, which mm-hmm. is my favorite thing in the world, uh, especially talking to the mother of Ruby. So I get it. Cashew is the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, I have a, uh, I have a, a six month old now, almost toy poodle. Six months. Yeah. She's almost six months old. It's crazy. And her name is Cashew and she is super stubborn. I'm a tourist. So I guess I deserve that. And super cute. And I I really love her. And Sam and I have been bonding over being dog parents. Mm -hmm. Sam said to me over and over again, you have to get Lambie. You have to get Lambie. Yeah. You should love this Lambie. It's like this lamb that like every dog needs. And no, you told me it was like the trendy. You said it was like every dog, anybody who's anybody. Like every dog has it. Yeah. Every dog has this toy. Ruby has gone through three of them. See, there you go. And it's lamb chop. It's, you know, uh, like Sherry Lewis and lamb chop. That's what it is. But yes, I received a Lambie and Cashew is obsessed. She sleeps with the Lambie. She peed on the Lambie the other day and did not seem to care. She just loves the Lambie. She wants it near her at all times. She doesn't give a fuck about anything. I really gotta be she honest. She really doesn't. I know. I washed it, obviously, but obviously. she loves the Lambie. I just want to let everyone Thank know. Thank you. That was important that you did say that you washed it. <laughs> these dogs, they get us going. Anyway, enough about these bitches. Let's talk about the other ones. 
<laughs> yeah, let's talk about our other bitches, our favorite bitches, the bitches that have been with us since like 2007. Today, I mean, we're not going to talk about Salt Lake City because I already talked about it. And frankly, I think we all just like it needs to be done. Like I it's the longest season in history. Unreal. Unreal. But I do have to say one thing. Mm -hmm. It is being said. Well, actually, it's like there's proof that Jenny from Salt Lake City is having her daughter on Cameo for $50. Oh, my goodness. That's tough. That's tough. And this comes, of course, a few days after Lisa Barlow was caught by TMZ saying like that Jenny deserves a second chance. So, like, uh, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I I don't want to think about Jenny ever again. Can we just leave her? That's so 2000 late. And we're done with Jenny. Yes. We're done with Jenny. We're done with Salt Lake City. Let let them film in peace and let them come back. And I, you know, I... I want to see my Jen Shaw. I want to, I want to see my Jenny. But I will say that Jenny's daughter, who is on Cameo, I believe for $50 a pop, which is impressive. I did like her. She was super cute. Oh, a star. Yeah, a, a star. star. Like I would, if they brought her back as a friend of the housewives, I'd be down for it. Absolutely. We never see her mom. We just see her. Yeah. <laughs> she just like, she, she's she like Matilda. Yeah, she's like the Matilda of Housewives Children. So I do want to get your thoughts because obviously Summer House is like one of my favorites. And have you been watching? Have you what's been going on? What are your thoughts on Kyle and Amanda? I mean, the problem with Kyle and Amanda is that they've gotten married, right? So, the difficulty watching them all kind of fall apart and the horrible things that are happening leading into their wedding is that you're saying to yourself, well, I know they've already gotten married. So, it's like, it it really looks like in hindsight, they shouldn't have. But I love Amanda. She's a huge Housewives fan. And I want her happiness more than anything. And Kyle... Yeah, men need to do better. In the words of Dave Quinn, men need to do better. And I agree. And that's the thing that I struggle with every week on this podcast is my love for Amanda and also the struggle of like they've already gotten married. Like, what can I really say? Because it is what it is. Like, it's bad, but it's like, is it played up for cameras? Is it? Yeah, but you have to think about this, Sam. Like, Katie and Tom just got divorced, right? They just announced their split. And every single one of us who watched the show are like, duh. Like, duh, they're getting divorced. So, I I kind of feel bad that that's likely what would would be people's reactions if the same thing were said about Kyle and Amanda. I know. I've thought about that. And I've wondered if they've thought about that. Like, Oh, if we ever split up, what would people's reactions be? And what really shocked me is I've seen a lot of people online – talking about Tom and Katie, and they're, like, devastated. They're so sad. I'm like, we all watched them for 10 years be miserable, and we all commented on it. Why is everyone sad that they're breaking up? And also, I think Tom took the opportunity to kind of make himself look like like Katie did this to him. And I think that that's kind of, like, very telling of just their relationship in general. He never... Rave the red flag. Like, what is going on? Yeah, I just don't fuck with Tom Schwartz. Yeah, I mean, I, again, he's somebody who I'm like, I can see the charm. He's a super nice guy. Mm -hmm. But like, he and Katie were so unhappy together the entire time. He threw a drink on her. He cheated on her. She was always tearing him down and fighting with him. It's just like, they weren't a happy couple. Now, part of me is upset that they're splitting because- I don't want them to inflict that terror on either on other people either. Do you know what I mean? Like in a way, it yeah. was like y'all are so miserable. At least you have each other. But but yeah, I mean, listen. I hope they're both happy no matter what. Yeah. Do you think that the show kept them together? Of course. I mean, I think being in the public eye keeps people together. I think, and that, and that's not just being on a reality TV. It's you could even have a a public relationship with someone on Instagram and feel like nervous about letting people know that that is gone. You know, like so much of mm-hmm. it is. That's why I took it all down, and I'm not. I will never share another Instagram with someone else because, like, 
I, I, you don't want to have to deal with the experience of telling people that you split. It's almost better to just like keep that part of your life private. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Kimmy Kardashian was on Ellen yesterday and she was talking about how she announced her relationship with Pete. And she said she was like, you know, I am not sure how this works in the sense of like displaying a new relationship on Instagram. Like, how does this happen? And I'm like, yeah, girl, it's tough. Like, you got a soft launch. Okay, but like, (laughs) come on. I'm not sure how this works. No. Come on, Kim. No, as like, like the woman with the most that. followers, with the woman like <laughs> right. with the most followers on Instagram, who's like turned Instagram into a business. Right. Place. I'm not sure how that works. Like your mom knows how it works. She's got a whole plan for it. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I no, don't know I, how this works. And also, yeah. I mean, I have to give you a little bit of shit about this, Sam, because you yeah, were like, course. she's so happy. I'm so happy. No, I'm such a sucker. He has four tattoos. Oh, sorry. Three tattoos and a branding. They've been together for four months. What's going on? That's weird. He falls hard. He branded her name onto his body. And she's like, that's so cute. What? I'm sorry. If anybody I was dating after four months did that, I would be like, yo, how am I ever going to get out of this? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, one crazy controlling person to the next. He branded, branded like like a cow. Yeah. He wanted it to scar. No. He didn't want to be able to cover it no. up, she said. He, yeah, he can't remove it. Yeah. No, that's absolutely not. I know. Listen, absolutely. that's weird. That's really weird. But you that's know I'm a sucker for Kimmy. What's going on? I try to quit her. I can't. I can't. Like, she sucks me back in. Like, sometimes I'm like, I fucking hate the Kardashians. And then, like, they do something. And I'm like, God, they're really just a nice family. <laughs> like, I just can't. I really can't help myself. <laughs> My girl is a lawyer. Is she a lawyer? I don't She's not she? a lawyer yet. I know. I don't think she's that, a lawyer yet. You know what? I actually found that one to be more troubling than the, the branding. And I don't know what that says about me. Because I was like, she's not. No. <laughs> I mean... Shane Simpson is a lawyer. She is not a lawyer. (laughs) Let's just get... That's a great segue, Dave, into Real Housewives of Orange County. How do you feel about this season? What are your thoughts on Heather Dubrow coming back? I'm glad that Heather came back. I think that she never should have left in my perspective. I I think she was good for the show. I think she works best when someone is challenging her on her nonsense, which I love. You know, I I like when there's conflict. Like Tamara did. Yes. Like Tamara did. And to some extent, like Vicky did. She doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to have that. Noella seems to be calling her out. And I appreciate that. And this isn't to say that I don't love her, but I, you know, I want there to be, there needs to be conflict on these shows. And, yeah, you know, it's been a lot of Heather. It's been a lot of Heather's parties and Heather's events and Heather's trips. And it's been a lot of Heather. So, <laughs> I've had the pleasure. I've seen the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have? Look at you. I have. And I can tell you that it ends on a very strange note. The last, the last episode is very bizarre. But the trip, the next trip that they take is explosive. And it reminded me of Ireland. There's a scene where everybody is like in a van and they're all getting into it. And it really had notes of that Ireland fight in that van that we all remember so clearly. So 10 out of 10 recommend. Sprinter vans are just really, they're really the place to be. They're having a moment. They're having a moment. And, you know, Salt Lake City, everything happened on a Sprinter van. I mean, the original Sprinter van was the Ireland trip when Tamara Mm -hmm. screamed in Vicky's face, fuck you. It's something I can still hear to this day. And honestly, whenever I pluck a chin hair, I do think of Kelly Dodd because she did tell Shannon to pluck pluck her chin hairs. And I was like, wow. I was like, whoa. I was like, that speaks to me. I feel attacked. Because at the end of the day, I think I am Shannon Bedore, and that's just my truth. <laughs> uh, I've really grown to like Shannon again this season, and that was something I just wasn't expecting. Mm. I really wasn't expecting it. But when Gina is like doing the most, trying to like make Shannon look like the bad guy, I'm like, 
Gina's really not doing anything to you. What's going yeah, on? I'm, I'm really struggling with this whole storyline of, you know, Shannon is jealous of Heather and Gina's relationship. It doesn't seem to make any sense to me why Shannon would be jealous. She was never particularly close with Gina. And she was never particularly close with Heather. I mean, the season opens with Heather saying, like, I don't even know where I stand with Shannon. So, right. why would she be jealous? It seems it seems a little like projection to me. It seems like Emily brought this up. And I wonder whether it was really Emily who was feeling these things. I mean, we were paying attention when the season was filming. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, but the internet was asking that question, right? Like, oh, my God. Emily's going to be so jealous of Gina's friendship with Heather because we kept seeing Gina and Heather together and especially around that New York trip. So, the timing of this, I wonder which came first, the internet comments or Emily's comments? Because mm-hmm. it makes me think that Emily perhaps saw those comments and was then turning them around on the show to make it seem like she wasn't jealous. And by the way, I don't think she is jealous. But I I just wonder where this is coming from. It's it's not really holding any water for me. No, it's not. And, you know, I I really actually liked Emily this season. And at first I was like, okay, she's giving me a little bit Marisol with the cup shtick. It was becoming like I thought with the drinking and the like the having fun, I'm fun, Emily. I was like, okay, like we got to be done. But then as the season kept going, I'm like, am I liking her? Um, what's going on? Am I crazy? No, I mean, I think that she's come off this season very likable. Very. And so yeah. beautiful. The new hip. I can't, The new hip? I can't stop looking at her. Like, I just think she's so stunning. Her hair is so beautiful. I actually am finding Shane to be funny. And I asked this question last week to the podcast listeners. I was like, is Shane likable or is everybody else just horrible i think the difference is that emily was in such a bad place early on with her when we met her Mm -hmm. with her relationship with shane that all of his actions really came off as like gross and it was very easy not to like him because they were not in a good place now they're in a good place so the jokes don't seem mean-spirited even though i mean they all are yeah the the relationship the two of them have i mean yeah I think the first episode, didn't he shake her tummy at some point? Yeah. And like he, you know, she said that she had her brain scanned. Yeah. She's undateable or whatever. I mean, their whole relationship seems to be giving each other shit. And I mean, a lot of people have relationships like that where they're constantly teasing their partner. It's not, I I don't have the self-esteem no, thank you. Same. I could never, could never be me. If my <laughs> husband ever looked at me and said, you like something about a brain scan, I would start crying. I'd be like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. Like I would <laughs> die, Dave. I, I, I could if if I had a boyfriend who grabbed my tummy on TV, uh, oh. you would watch him get smacked across the face so fast. I would melt into a puddle. Like I would yeah. evaporate. I would I would uh-huh. simply my my soul would leave my body. If yeah. I was ever with someone who's who grabbed my tummy, ever, period. Okay. And I mean, I don't like being, I mean, I like being spooned, but the worst is like when you're being spooned and like their hand starts to graze like your belly and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, I don't know if you know this, but I don't, I don't have a stomach at all. You're not, a, th- that, that part of my body does not exist. Oh, it doesn't okay. get shown. It doesn't get touched. It doesn't nope. exist. <laughs> just nope. ignore that are, part of my body. You are just shoulders to ass. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing in between. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah. It's weird. I've, I've never seen it if it's there. I don't know what yeah. it looks like. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, again, it's great if that's their relationship and I give them all the credit for it, but I could never do it. I could never do it. And I, and I like to think of myself as like, confident. But then, of course, I do have the Shannon Bedore in me that just like screams insecurity and I just can't help myself. It just is what it is. And that's what I think the fans sometimes rag on Shannon because they're like, oh, she can't stop talking about her divorce or oh. And it's just like, yeah, that, welcome to being a human. Like sometimes people take a long time to get over things. And sometimes people are just not the most secure human beings in the world and they work on it and they have to say out loud, like, no, I'm feeling very happy right now because they're trying to live in that moment. 
So to have like people knock that is just really not fun to watch sometimes because it's like, listen, you guys haven't lived it. You haven't been through the traumatic experience of being married to somebody for 25 years and then having him gaslight you, cheat on you, like pretend that everything is fine, break up Has with a you new again, family. Like <laughs> Has a new family, says that he cares about his new family more than his old family. Like he, that dude is a mess. You know what news. I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. yeah. So I, I have a lot of compassion for her. And I appreciate that she's been a really good friend to Noella and that Noella's really stood by her side too. That was a surprising pairing, I think, for everyone. Very. Yeah, because I could never imagine Shannon with somebody who would openly talk about, you know, stacks of vaginas. But no. it's been fun to kind of see that friendship develop. <laughs> There are just moments on this podcast, Dave, where I sit back and I just laugh because the sentences that are uttered, like no (laughs) one else in the world, like would understand what we're talking about. Like if someone just walked by and heard you say stack of vaginas, they'd be like, what are we talking about right now? But you know what, who I love to talk about, actually, I love to talk about Dr. Jen Armstrong and I don't know why I love her. Oh, okay. I find Dave, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I find her to be very old school housewives. Um, I find her to have a lot of darkness and I enjoy that. You know, I I love that her and her husband seem to fully hate each other. I mm-hmm. love that he, I I mean, I just get the, he's, you know what it, he kind of reminds me of? He's like a Simon Barney mixed with a Michael Weinstein Oh. In a sense where it's like, he just seems really checked out, but also like, I don't know, but I love to talk about her. I think that he is somebody who, and this has happened a lot on the show before, um, he is somebody who doesn't like the cameras and isn't comfortable in front of the cameras. And that reads to audiences like he doesn't like her. The same thing happened with Juan Dixon. It's a really good example. Like Juan just did not want to film. And it really read in those early seasons that Juan did not like Robin. And that Robin was like pining for a relationship that Juan was not interested in. When, as you'll learn if you read Not All Diamonds and Rosé, Robin says it's (laughs) just the opposite. That she was really the one who like was not ready for that relationship and he was pursuing her heavily mm-hmm. and it it just read differently when you watched it because he was so awkward on camera i think that ryan as in orange ryan um <laughs> is a i think that's his full name ryan is an orange ryan i think that he is just somebody who doesn't like to be on tv and like didn't sign up for this and you know quote unquote and didn't want to didn't want to be a part of it and you can see his like in that in that that dinner with the Dubros, where she's just getting so drunk Hammered. and saying dumb things and tearing him down left and right and left and right. I mean, the socks and the shoes. I would never have let him leave the apartment. Oh, Dave, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Dave, he, it was bad. And then just Heather and Terry's face, just when they did a close-up on those shoes, I was like, oh, God. <sighs> God. Yeah, but like, I, by the way, I felt like Heather and Terry were so happy that that went poorly. Like, you can oh, see that, like, when, when Terry was like, that was a disaster. Like, they were so happy. They were like, they're so terrible happy. together. <laughs> yeah, they were living they're terrible together. It. I know. It was the best promo for their show, The Seven Year Stitch, that they were ever able to get. They were like, this is great. Yeah, and I'm, I... I'm really blown away by how many Kelly Dodd lookalikes that we've seen this season. We had the one lady at the dinner and then we had Matt's new girlfriend and then seeing Matt and Gina together at the orthodontist. I mean, that was an interesting experience. We we spent a little too much time looking at her kids x-rays for my liking. No, thank you. Yeah, there was too much x-ray time, but I was really more focused on just Matt's face because for years, it's been a blur on the show because he refused to sign releases, but now he's clearly signing them. So, it was like, I was just fascinated by what he looks like. I was just, I kept being like, oh my goodness, there, how is he talking? I wanted more of just like a steady shot on what he looked like so yeah, I could he's, really dissect it. He's a good looking guy. But going back to Dr. Jen, do you think, like, if, let's say we assume that Orange County will be back for another season. Do you want her to return? Yes. I want everyone to return. 
And I want Tamra Judge back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus Tamra. Everybody wants that. I I, yeah. I want that too. I got to get Tamra off posting on too much on Instagram and back in front of the cameras. I need her like, yeah. I need her filming. I need her doing what she was put on this earth to do. And that has caused chaos. And that is to bring us laughter and joy and to constantly throw digs at Heather DeBrow. Like that is what I want and what I need. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I think that Tamra, again, I blame the fans who were very vocal and wanting her gone. And then I think Bravo listened and I'm like, y'all don't know what the hell you were talking about. I think that she's just so important and crucial. I know. And I gave you shit for it. You did. You did. I remember we were walking on the streets of New York City, hand in hand. And you were like, Tamra Judge is one of the best. And I was like, D. Yeah. I don't know. And you're like, no, she is. <laughs> she is. And it's what they do for the show. We often forget as viewers the important roles that people play. Like you may be mm. annoyed by Noella. I think that a lot of fans these days have been like, oh, Noella's giving us a lot. But it's like, Noella's giving us a lot, you guys. I mean, That's everyone doesn't realize. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. And I often feel like I'm watching a different show than everyone else. Like oh, yeah. all the fans giving Margaret Josephs right now crap for bringing up the Louis video. It's like, what? I know. I'm like, imagine if she didn't bring that up. Like, what do you, uh, what, what? That's her yeah. job. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I know. It's right. the same thing people did with Dorinda. It's the same thing people do with Kenya. It's the same thing people do with. Lisa Rinna, like they mm-hmm. get upset by people being like the quote unquote potster. I'm like, no, they're they're getting a paycheck and they're doing their job. If I wanted to watch all these women just co-sign Teresa's love bubble with a man who shows up with a Disney princess scroll, I, no, thank you. That is not a show I want to watch. And the fans of New Jersey are out of their minds. They're out of their minds. Planning your next Disney vacation for the summer? Visit Undercover Tourist, the trusted name in theme park tickets. Get into the park you love for less. Save up to $82 per ticket to the Walt Disney World Resort. With a hotel or a car rental edition, you can save up to 30% off your order. Visit UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast for the lowest prices on all Walt Disney World Resort tickets. Plus, Undercover Tourist offers a 365-day refund guarantee. That's UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. I mean, let's just get right into New Jersey. I mean, we're here. Oh, my God. We're here. Where to fucking begin? Where to fucking... Again, like, uh, that scroll. Let's begin with that scroll. It's hanging in her house right now. It's in her house. It's hanging up. She hung it up. Have you ever seen Shrek? (laughs) Do you remember Laura Farquaad? (laughs) Yes, I that do. That is the scroll that I thought of. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> is this? And with the kissy lips on them, like uh, in between some of the words and everything. And like the saxophone player wanted to jump off the boat. He was like, I don't want to hold this. This is so uncomfortable for me. And for Louis to say to Teresa that one of the things that he loves about her is her voice. Yeah. <laughs> she rocked my world. Because there's Listen, a lot there's of things a- I think to love about her, but I don't think her voice is one of them. <laughs> there's a pot for every lid. I want her to be happy. I think we all have watched Teresa be unhappy for so long and be treated like men, treated by, like shit by men. But mm-hmm. some of this is a little whoa. Like whoa. it's a little, it's, it's like whoa, whoa. And I think that the, listen, like, there's a difference between, oh, I heard rumors about Evan versus like, 
there was a widely there was a video that was widely popular. Multiple media sites have been publishing reports about his exes and you know his behavior and the abuse that they experienced under him. You just can't ignore that. It needs to be spoken about and. Everything for Teresa is loyalty. I understand that, but I just wish she understood also that like you can't walk into a situation this public and just ignore what's happening in the public Mm -hmm. eye. Yeah. And she keeps trying to like equate her going to jail with like the allegations. And I thought Gia made a really good point when she was talking to her was like, yeah, but like you didn't hurt anyone else in that like. You, and you also didn't do it like basically dad did and you just kind of had to like take the fall with him and like I, there's something very odd to me about when people are like overly like isn't aren't we so cute together aren't we so happy together don't you see how happy he makes me it's like why do you have to keep saying that like why do you have to keep right. like projecting that so much like if you're happy then just be happy It seemed weird, the conversation with her and the girls in the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, it's it's mainly weird to me because none of those, I feel like none of those girls are having really honest conversations with their mom because I think that they're aware of like where their mom's triggers are and they don't really, you know, they don't really want to cross those sorts of things. Yeah. But I mean, to say that that their tax fraud didn't hurt anybody is kind of strange to me. And they're constantly making excuses for their father. And I don't know the whole, the whole thing is like, it's just, (laughs) it is. That's all I got. It's all. I mean, I just remember like when Gia was going prom dress shopping, like what, like two seasons ago, maybe. And Joe was on the phone with Teresa being like, you know, I didn't even want to marry you. And like, Gia was like defending him. I'm like, what is going on right now? Like your dad is a monster. I get that he's your dad, but like at the same time, like he, what are we talking? Like, I I literally feel like they live in a different universe than me. Yeah, it's difficult. And now she's doing like uh, Lincoln bio clicks (gasps) for pay. I mean, it's just, I I don't like seeing it. And I I know everyone praises Gia and I, I, I obviously she wants to be a lawyer as well, and I think that she's very smart and she seems like a a great kid. But playing into the, I don't know, it's just sad to me to see these younger generations of housewives kids now entering into the influencer market because it's like, oh, it's just so gross and it's cringe. <sighs> it's also just kind of how I felt about Ariana Bierman. I was like, I was really holding out hope for her, and then. To see her uh, become just a little Kim bot, I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, I was really hoping. Yeah. And I mean, okay, I know that I fear her. I know that she's one of the, she's so scary to me and her mom is a monster. But I kind of like applaud Avery Singer for like not really going that route. Like she's just kind of like on Instagram, like a normal girl. She like works. She's just like traveling. I'm just like, okay, girl, do you? She's not Lincoln bioing shit. She's not. You're right. But watching her in that in that confessional that they did, where she's like walking in the background, being like, "Start talking about her. She's terrible." Like it was members of an Elise. Oh, she's scary. That I'm not for me, I was like, not. "Oh my god, she's she's terrifying." <laughs> no, she's the scariest person. I'm terrified of her and Alabama Barker. I'm so scared of them. <laughs> I oh, when I learned that Alabama Barker was only like 15, I. My my world was rocked. I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, what's going on? And then, you know, of course, I also am scared of Kourtney Kardashian's little children because I just think they're going to be menaces. <laughs> that's, that's all I'll say on that. But Dolores, you love Dolores. Ugh. I love Dolores. I love Dolores so like, much. I love her. Yeah. No, she's the most incredible human being in the world. She's and in a I, very difficult spot. I'm not very happy with what has been happening to Dolores Catania. I'm not online? very happy about it. No, just I, I, I don't what really do you mean? feel. Describe. I don't really feel like 
and I feel like I'm scared because I don't want the tree huggers to come after me. I, <laughs> I I love Teresa too. It's but like I can recognize when Teresa is wrong, and I think she's been treating Dolores kind of shitty. Not inviting yep. Dolores to her engagement party was shitty. Saying on Ultimate Girls Trip that she's never had anybody on the show who had her back is shitty. Dolores has mm-hmm. always had Teresa's back. Always. And here Dolores is, again, being loyal to Teresa. Del- Dolores is so loyal. and So it, loyal. I, it doesn't feel like she's getting that loyalty in return from Teresa. No, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, you brought up the comments that were made on Girls Trip that I kind of forgot about, to be completely honest with you. And now I'm like, now I'm mad all over again. Because uh, Dolores was like <laughs> her like main girl. Like that is her bestie from the from Patterson days. Like that and for Teresa not to have invited her to an engagement party is very sad and upsetting. Yeah, I think she said that it was an oversight, but I've heard behind the scenes that that's not what she said. I've heard behind the scenes she said other things. And I also would be hurt I'm, if someone said that about me. If my best friend said it was an oversight that she forgot me, I'd be like, I'm sorry? I was like, what? Yeah, they've known each other since kindergarten. I know. I'm like, it's not an oversight. And, like, uh, people were very upset about Melissa not being in Teresa's bridal party. I'm sorry. Dolores. Like, why isn't Dolores in the bridal party? Again, I come back to, you've known this person for so long. She's been loyal. Who is in the bridal party? Eight people that I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be like, she said there's eight bridesmaids. I'm assuming, obviously, Dina. Uh, obviously, Dina. Dina's in the, in the for sure. And I love Dina so much. She just got back from a fabulous vacation to celebrate her 50th birthday in South Africa. Gorgeous. <laughs> Take me away. I'm sorry, yeah. that was a tangent, but uh, just follow Dean on Instagram. I love it. Yeah, it's, you it's just a, sounded like so. It's a delight. Yeah, I love it. Um, that's upsetting, you know. And at Melissa can do no right in anyone's eyes. Melissa will always be wrong to people, and I I don't get it. I'm like, what do you guys want from her? It's this idea that she has no storyline, and it's like, does she not? Because she's always fighting with her sister. In law. Right. Always. That and Teresa's always fighting with her. They have the same storyline. I don't think you have to go to prison to have a storyline, but I guess in Housewives now, that's you have to. But I can name three dozen housewives who don't have storylines. I mean, you don't need to have the same amount of shit as Melissa. Well, just just like just like Teresa doesn't get the same amount of shit for her outfits as Giselle does. <gasps> You've pointed out all the time if Giselle wore wore anything that Teresa wore on the girls' trip, she would have been Any- dragged on Watch Happens Live. That magic eye outfit, that jumpsuit that she had. That blue, I wish people could see her face right now. That blue Avatar looking <laughs> jumpsuit. I was disgusted, and I'm like, if Giselle even thought about wearing that the internet would roast her for days destroy her they would destroy destroy her it would be a it would be a full storyline next season Mm -hmm. everybody would be coming karen would would reference it in multiple interviews Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like yes so it's just like guys teresa i don't are tough the hypocrisy of Teresa fans are is just too much for me. And this is someone who I like, Teresa. I get the value that she brings to the show. But at the same time, like, we, what are we talking about here? Like, we have to hold right. everybody accountable. And it's just very weird that people seem to just, like, let everything she does slide. I also want to point out, I mean, and it said, she says it all the time, like, Louis didn't sign up for this. Yes, he did. He literally, he literally signed a release. He had to sign a release to appear on the show. He he did. Like, he literally signed up for this. Very literally. Mm-hmm. Not figuratively. Literally signed. Literally signed. He signed up for it. He's on it. Mm-hmm. We're all in it. He signed He's up for it. It's like, yes, exactly. And I want to remind everybody that this is the show. And everybody gets it. Like, nobody is free from this. It's not like there's there's... Uh, many housewives have said this to me. They, there's uh, lots of feelings behind the scenes that you get like one bad season and then a good season. And no, and no, everybody is up for it. If, uh-huh. if the, if it's happening to you, it's coming your way. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Teresa, who's been on the show for so long, 
it's not untouchable either. Everybody, you know, deserves to treat. You're not bigger than the show. Right. And if anybody else, can you imagine if anybody else was dating Louis, Teresa would be bringing all of this up. There were rumors about Evan at the gym and Teresa brought it up. Imagine if there were videos, news stories, like uh, just imagine. Yeah. Oh, Jersey, but it's delivering. And then, you know, we got, oh, it's delivering every, every year for the last like four years. It's been so good. And people complain about it, but I'm like, guys, it's also very, it's doing very well. And I mean, I got to give it up to Jennifer Aiden. Listen. I get the, the issues there, but I also love her. Yeah. No, I mean, Jennifer Aiden is Jennifer Aiden is top tier housewife. Oh, she's good television. She lives her life completely out loud. She mm-hmm. is often somebody who throws daggers and then pretends she never threw them. She mm-hmm. rarely owns up to any of her bad behavior. She, no. you know, has marital issues that she's ignoring and now addressing on camera with her children. I mean, th- this is great behavior. This is what I great. look for in a reality star. It is. Absolutely. No, I agree. And then she's got, like, family drama with her mom. She's also got, like, she's dealing with, like, her culture in a way because her mom is, like, looking at her like she caused the cheating when it was Bill. And I'm just like. Wow, this woman is really giving it to us. And I got to thank her because, I mean, I I don't agree in the sense that people are like, well, March and have brought this up on camera. It's like, okay, well, we're all on a reality show. Jennifer, you know, I think almost that it was good that it was brought up because people are like, you know, it happened 10 years ago, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but she never dealt with it. She just ignored it. And just moved on. And that's not healthy. And so now she's having to like really look at her, her marriage and be like, is this working? Am I happy with this? Is he really a good husband to me? No. Bill fucking sucks. And that is where we should all be addressing our hatred. It's not towards Marge, not towards Jackie, not towards Melissa, towards Bill, Dr. Bill and his stupid fucking hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when Jackie said maybe he shouldn't have stuck his dick in someone else, that's exactly how I feel too. Like, fuck that dude. But fuck I him. don't understand. If I had like a terrible secret that I didn't want anyone to know, why mm-hmm. I would openly talk negatively about other people who had that exact same thing happen to them. Like, I just never would have said anything. And then boast about your marriage. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. She kind of walked into it in a way. I don't really, again, I don't shame Margaret for doing her job because that was her job. And Mm -hmm. by the way, Jackie's response in that moment when Margaret brought it up was like very much, no, actually it wasn't that. It was this. If you want to talk about it, let me get, let's get it right. So uh, Mm -hmm. she didn't seem like to me somebody who was terribly ashamed about it. Like Margaret kept saying, you know, there are things in your life and she kept being like, what, what are they? What, what? You know, it's like she wanted in a way. Yeah, for maybe to in a way that she wanted to talk about it. Like she right. wanted to free herself from this, like this big, not a lie because she didn't. It's just like a secret. And I don't think like, obviously it's upsetting that it's affecting her kids in any way. Like I love those little, those little cherubs, but I, you know, Maybe you're right. I think maybe she did want to talk about it. And that's kind of like subconsciously she was like dropping little nuggets along the way until Margaret snapped. Right. And I give I give these women all such credit for living their lives completely out loud on TV. I never would have had a conversation with my child on television about this, but I appreciate that Jen did because at least I got to see it. You know what I mean? And like that that must have been really hard for her and for her daughter. But at least we're dealing with it. The thing I don't appreciate is Jackie was villainized a lot last season for taking some time away from the show when all of this happened. She didn't show up to some group events and she wasn't filming with everyone right away. And it just took her a bit to kind of like get through this. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, she's being so sensitive, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm very well aware and it, it hasn't been, uh, it hasn't been shown in the edit that Jennifer was the same way that Jennifer didn't show up to some group events and wasn't filming for a while 
after all this mm-hmm. Bill stuff came out. And it doesn't seem that way because we haven't seen those events. They just didn't show the events where she wasn't around. But I feel like I feel like Jennifer has also had a really hard time with this. And the audience doesn't seem to give any sort of criticism towards her about that in the same way that they were towards Jackie. Like Jackie should right. have just gotten over it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you have any final thoughts? Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Any little nuggets? Um, can we talk about, can we talk for a second about Ebony K. Williams on Watch What Happens Live last night? Yes, Because please. she was incredible. Such good energy. So funny. I mean, did you see her comments about Mr. Austin Kroll? Of course, Dave, you posted it on Twitter and I saw it immediately. <laughs> I mean, her being like, no, no, overrated was incredible. I, I'm kind of sitting here, you know, a lot of people gave Ebony K. Williams shit. I would love to see her again on TV on Roni. I think that she was so good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's a take. You think that's a con- do you think it's controversial to say that? Incredibly controversial, yes. Why is that? Why? I think people just associate her with like the worst season of Real Housewives of New York in history. And they I don't think it's her fault, but I think people just associate it with her. And are like, we can't have her back. Same with Leah. I feel like that's so unfair towards Ebony because... Oh, it is. I mean, I think she said in an interview once, she was like, if I'm responsible for taking down Roni, I must be the most powerful housewife of all time. And like, (laughs) I just don't blame her whatsoever for it. I don't either. I just think people associate her with it. I know. I wish that people were smarter than that. I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing about Tamara. Why are you guys being so stupid about this? I'll give you an example. There was a conversation that I had for the book with Bill Fritz, who is one of the executive producers on The Real Housewives of Orange County. And he talked about the early scene that they filmed with Heather Dubrow and Tamara Judge on Heather's first season. And he said that it was like their first dinner, the two of them together, and that Heather really came into it being like, this is going to be a great opportunity for me to tell you my story and to let everybody know what I'm about, right? And in Mm -hmm. that scene, Heather said something, Tamara reacted to it, it brought up, it triggered her in some way, she started crying, she got upset, she left the table or whatever it was. And he says... That in that moment, it was like Tamara's way of saying, you think that you're the actress, but I'm the reality star and let me show you how it's done. Here's how you can take a moment and turn it into something incredible. And that's how I really feel as reality stars. These women, it's their superpower. They have the ability to create great television. So when I think back to that season of Roni, I don't blame Ebony K. Williams for maybe not being seasoned enough at it. I blame Luann, Ramona, and Sonia because they are seasoned reality stars. And if Ramona didn't like the conversation, she should be smart enough to know how to turn it into something else instead of leaving every scene early. If Luann wasn't happy with what was going on, give us something else. It is your job to make the camera pick up the story to give us something better. And instead they were so focused on taking her down and especially behind the scenes, leaking stories left and right to the press, painting it as if Ebony had ruined their show where every time I saw Ebony talk about race, it was always in celebration of black excellence. They turned it around and made it into a negative, horrible thing. It's just so frustrating for me. They are the reasons that season of New York wasn't good. They are the reality stars who weren't able to make good reality TV and instead piled everything on one woman and blamed her for all the problems. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. Wow. That was powerful. <laughs> that was powerful. And I think that's a great way to end it. I mean, just with Dave's little <laughs> TED Talk. Dave, tell everybody where they can find you, read your words. Read my hear your, words. Hear your thoughts. <laughs> you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Nine Daves, N I N E D A V E S, like the '90s, but with Dave. And um, and yeah, and there are where you will see my my words, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and my videos, and lots of cute photos of my dog. Yeah, adorable. And of course, if you haven't, go purchase. Not all diamonds and rose. 
Oh, well, that was so sweet of you. Thank you. And, and, and while you're purchasing things, please purchase some Bravo historian merch. I have my yeah. unhinged sweatshirt on the way. I am dying for my unhinged sweatshirt. I can't wait to wear it every day. You don't understand, guys. I just want to say before we go. Oh, no. The love that I have for Sam Bush is cannot ah. be contained into words. I just think you are an incredible human. I love you Thank so you. much. You make me laugh. So much. Our conversations. I, I wish you guys could listen to our phone calls our phone every once calls. in a while. Mm. They, Dave really they, gets me. <laughs> you make me laugh so hard. For what? What do I say? I know. Because you because it's the things that it's like, it's not even sometimes the things you say. It's like how you say them. They are just <laughs> like kills. It just makes me laugh. These people are all crazy and we're constantly talking about them. And I just love you so much. And to to watch you continue to succeed, I feel euphoric about it. I feel so happy every time. Thank you. Yeah, it's just, I just feel so thrilled for you. So anyway, I love being here. Thank you for having me. It's really an honor. Thank you for coming on. And everybody, make sure, like I said, to go purchase Not All Diamonds and Rosé, The Housewives Tell All, the official one. Written by Dave Quinn. It's amazing. It gives so much insight. I mean, so much insight into the past seasons of Real Housewives. Of course, follow me at Bravo Historian and at Take Yours Aloft on Twitter. And I will see you guys all on Tuesday. Bye. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 